Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Powell. Thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. Yes, welcome to another edition of Eagles Radio. We are back for our very last show for the year, which is a little bit sad, but we couldn't do it without our good friends at Incredible smiles, and the only thing better than kicking a winning goal is flashing a winning incredible smile. Enormous homes, building a better life. On tonight's show, before I get into who's on tonight's show, we've got a guest host tonight. So Luke Powers pulled out at the last minute, done a hamstring or something along (laughs) those lines. Andy Hood from the club is here with us. Hoodie, hello, and welcome to Eagles Radio, my friend. Thanks, Bonds. It's great to be here. Late change, uh, as they say. Off the bench, you were the medical sub. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, I think. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. Look, on, on the night tonight's show, we have the new head coach of the women's team, Narelle Smith. She's here in the studio with us right now. She's just being very quiet. We'll talk to her very shortly. Jimmy Tumpus is coming in, and we'll have a chat to Jimmy about uh, all things football and a bit about what he's doing with the uh, AFL Players Association as well. And also from Normous Homes, Belinda Radbone is here, and we're going to have a chat to her later in the show as well. But it is all about the Eagles, and uh, our first segment is brought to us by BCE and CJ Electrical, supporting the Eagles for nine years. And our very special guest, we won't keep her waiting any longer, it's Narelle Smith, the new head coach of the Eagles women's team. Welcome, Narelle. Thanks, Bonza. Great to be here. Just uh, got in by the skin of my teeth. I've got a, uh, a little bit of a history for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, might, you sat in the chair seriously about 60 seconds before we went to air. But so you're here. Now, congratulations on the role. Um, what attracted you to the role initially? Oh, look, if you, the main thing was actually the list. Like the list of players that are in the women's side at the moment, are they're just waiting for to explode and, and actually uh, put together some really good football. Um, and with my experience, I think that I can I can help them do that. So that was really attractive and um, I think we've got a really bright year ahead. You've been involved with footy for a long time. You played the game. Tell us, tell the listeners and the Eagles fans a little bit about your history. Well, I came in as a spring chicken of 26. Um, <laughs> it was my first game. I played, I played a, around 130 uh, games in the Sawful, as it was known then. Mm. Um, I played for Edwardstown. Um, they became the Eagles. I played two years at the Eagles. Uh, and then I flicked over to Greenacres, where I finished my career as a premiership captain. Well, there you mm. go. Well, yeah. 130 games, that's, that's a decent career. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I, I played at the highest level that I could that was available at that time. And I, I suppose that's why I have such a burning passion for AFLW and Sanfordw to make sure that, you know, the kids coming through, they, they won't know any different, that there, it wasn't an opportunity for girls to play. So I think uh, we're, we're tracking in the right direction. 
Well, tell us, you've been in the in footy for a long time. Did you always have aspirations of coaching as a player in 130 games? Did you know you in that sort of 130th game? I think you mentioned to me that last in the grand final when you won it. You said, that's me, I'm done. Did it go straight into coaching or did you always know? Yeah, look, at that time, it was pretty difficult to get anyone to coach women's mm. footy. So um, the coach at the time was uh, hanging up the whistle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd been the captain there for three years. Um and, you know, I suppose I'm a natural leader uh, and uh, they asked me if I'd coach and I didn't really want to coach straight away and, and be a head coach straight away. I want to do some some form of apprenticeship, but didn't didn't turn out that way. So I took the reins and um, I'm pretty honest when I say I was pretty terrible, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, because I, I was a bit of an in and under, hard little nuggety thing, like, you know, having my father's build. So, um, you know, I wanted everyone to play like I did. And I learned pretty quickly along the way that, you know, we need a diversity and a range of players. And, you know, um, I, l- I learned along the way. It took me a while, but got there in the end. You also had experience with Glenelg's men's program. Love to know more about that and how how you fitted into that program. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a story that I tell often about. Um, I, I thought I needed a strategy coming into coaching at the men's. It was a, a bit of a untapped um area. I, I remember my first training, we were in a pre-season at uh, Mitchell Park Footy Club and I walked out and there was 60 plus men and me. And there's a photo that I've got somewhere around the place with me standing with my hands on my hips at the back of the pack. Like clearly I couldn't see anything. I'm a little <laughs> vertically challenged. So, you know, I, I set myself a goal to learn every single player's name, something about them and where they played. And that's where I started. And I was really mindful not to overcoach. Um, because I think sometimes when you're out of your comfort zone, you really want to prove yourself. So I kind of had a little bit of a different strategy and, and that really worked for me. And I made some really strong connections with the players. And I think in the end, um, they didn't really think of me as a female. They just thought thought of me as a coach. So you're accepted straight away or were there a few players who just went, no, nah, this isn't for me? Oh, that's like, did, a, you, did you have yeah, to Did you have to question. break down some some walls, I guess, to, yeah, with I, some of the players. I think, um, my background with my work, I, I've always been able to walk amongst a male dominated area and, um, kind of be heard, but not be heard if that makes sense. So, you know, I kind of, um, transitioned pretty easily into that. Um, and I think as a coach, you're always going to have, um, stronger connections with different people. So it was no different with, and I don't think gender was a real issue. Great. Well, just coming to the club, you've been there, well, it's been probably about four or five weeks and you've hit the ground running, as they say. What's, you're coming into the club, what's your process and where do you feel you've got to start, um, you, given that you've been at the Crows? Uh, yeah. You were, you were an assistant coach there. Now you've got the main job and I know that's what you wanted and that's what you're looking for. So that's fantastic. But where do you start? Yeah, well, uh, as you know, Hoodie, we did player interviews with every single player on the list and um, I did the old keep, stop, start, which is what do you want to keep? What do you want to stop? What do you want to start? And it was just so insightful to get, mm. um, you know, their perception on what the program was and what they wanted from the program. So that's given me a really good, you know, direction about how we, how we're going to move forward. Um, and then obviously Matt Goldsworth has been outstanding. You know, he's, he's been at every single interview. Um, anything that I want to discuss he's he's on tap basically for me to discuss and work things through. So, you know, we've got a few strategies that will get ticked off in the next month. 
Um, and then before you know it, it'll be early November when we start pre-season. Well, that was going to be my next question. Where ah. pre-season starts November, uh, is you're d- actually down there at those fantastic facilities down at Osborne as well, uh, Ottaway, I should say. Ottaway, mm. yeah. I haven't actually been uh, down there yet. We, ha- I've had a look at the deck. The deck's amazing, um, high quality lights, and I, th- I feel like, um, you know, sometimes uh, when you see something like that, you've got to flip it and go. From this, the, the massive positive is that the girls will actually have a place that they can call their own and, and will certainly, um, you know, make it into the Sanford W uh, home for the girls. And and the, the connection piece there is is that we need to make sure they're still connected to the club. So that's for uh, me and my coaching panel to work through and, um, and I'm sure that we'll come up with lots of ways to make sure that we're really still connected to the club. With the reserves coming in next season, well... What are you looking to do to recruit? We've, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that we've got some great juniors. The squad's pretty healthy. Uh, this year we had some, you know, some injuries. We call that an impact, not an excuse. But going forward, where do you think you're going to look at getting some players outside, interstate, um, obviously around the, the local league? Yeah, I think the local league um, is where you, you'll potentially top up maybe five to ten if you're lucky. Um, you know, I think all the Sanford W coaches are doing the same thing and trying to identify talent. Um, but, you know, as they say, uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So um, hopefully we'll be able to pick up a few that uh, someone might not see as necessarily ready for Sanford W and, mm. and we can get them into a really strong program and then make them into really good footballers. Um, for me, I think our talent shield will be, you know, a really good pull for us. Um, we'll just get those kids out there playing and it's a shortened season. We don't have the exact format yet, but it, I, I think it'll be a great place to blood young players. With the young players coming in, what's and it is a relatively new team as well. They've only been around a few years. What's the most important thing in your coaching to help these girls develop? Well, I'm, I'm really all about fundamentals, contest, offence, defence. There's there's four parts to the game. Keep it simple. Um, make sure that, uh, you know, one thing that came out of uh, the players' interviews is that they're really looking for consistent messaging and, um, you know, everyone being on the same page. So I think it's a really simple, um, I, I call them parameters, about how we'll set the program because what you don't want to do is have them on tight leashes where they're not they're scared to play footy. And, you know, especially like the young kids, we want them to have flair and we want them to play, but we want them to also play with some systems. So I think it's, it'll be a simple system um, that allows them to just play into their natural footy. Have you sat down with the men's senior coach, Jay Sheedy, and, and discussed the way you want to play, the way he wants to play? Is there any, I guess, similarities between the two? Yeah, we haven't gone in, into that much depth. We've passed each other in the club a, a little <laughs> bit. But what I can say about Sheeds is, um, you know, half an hour after I accepted the job, um, he sent me a text and, and it was the most inclusive text that I've probably received from a senior coach. And it's just reflective of how the club's been the second that I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come on board. Great point, Well, I remember when I started at the club about a year and a half ago, Sheeds sent me, I've never met Sheeds, uh, didn't even really know his uh, history, I guess. I didn't realise he was a McGarry medalist and he played so, many, so much football. But a great, they're a great club for that, very inclusive. And I know you've mentioned that you feel that the club's been very welcoming uh, and you know very proactive. And you've, you've mentioned Matt, who's very sincere. I call the word sincere with the women's program. How do you 
set your KPIs from here and what's your expectations for next season, do you think? Oh, that's a good one, Hoodie. I, I don't want to put a ceiling on it, mm-hmm. um, but you also can't accept coming bottom either. Mm. So, you know, we, we have to find that fine line between um, pressure to win and my my true belief is in any program is that if you have a strong guidelines and you coach them well and they feel like they want to be at the club, they want to be there training, so you make it a fun environment yeah. where, you know, that they want to come, then we'll have success and all of a sudden we'll be winning games and, and they'll go, oh, this this is good, and then they'll want more of that. Mm. What about away from footy, Narelle? What's, what a, bit, a little bit about the Narelle? So what do you do away? What do you do to switch off? How do you relax or is it is it just complete sport nuffy and like no. most of us? It's footy 24-7. No, I'm not a 24-7 footy kind of gal. Um, I'm very much a camper. I love right. camping. I love the outdoors. Um, I'm a bird watcher, ornithology. I'm way into that. The girls uh, will eventually find that out and uh, take the P155, I'd imagine, <laughs> as, as most people do. Um but then all of a sudden they they actually get some interest in it. Um, you know, I've got some I've got a mate of mine that used to play for Geelong, and uh, she's forever sending me Instagram posts of amazing birds and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably the one thing that once people get to know me, they go would have never picked that. Absolutely fantastic! Look, great to have you in the studio here at uh, Studio Lumo, number one, number one King William Street. On our last Eagles Radio, we wish you all the best. Uh, for the coming season and uh, and seasons beyond, and we're sure you're going to do a great job. So thanks, Narelle Smith, head coach of the women's program, and that was brought to us thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical. Now, Andy, they've been a long time, like almost nine, maybe ten years. They've been a partner of the club. They're a great supporter of the Eagles, aren't they? Oh, they certainly have. Bonds, uh, Bob and Julia and his family um, have been well. They've been a coach. Bob's been a coach of the, the talent program. He's been on the board, and he's been a long. He's been a VP. Vice President member uh, and a great partner of the footy club, and just recently they were awarded the um, the contract to do the lights. So it's oh, been, that's fantastic! Yeah, so it's great that we, you know, that was obviously at a tender process, but it was great that he won that and um, you know be part of uh, I guess that journey with our with our lights and being a partner. But uh, always down the club, always giving um, a fantastic partner, him and his family, and yeah, most of our partners bonds too at the football club. You know, Telstra, um, BCE, CJ Electrical, they've been with us for nine, ten years. Yeah. And it's pretty special. Fantastic. All right. Uh, once again, that, that was, uh, Narelle was brought to us by BCE and CJ Electrical, and we thank them for their support. Look, it's quarter time on the show, and uh, Eagles Radio is all thanks to the Hospital Research Foundation. And when you support them, you join the fight to find cures and improve care. And like I said, quarter time, thanks to 722. Bar and Bistro, no pub food, just pub prices. We'll have a short break and be back shortly on Eagles Radio. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles. Making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. Yes, we're into the second quarter on Eagles Radio and Luke Power is uh, medical subbed out tonight for uh, Andy Hood. And uh, he's on the bench, Powley, so uh, hopefully he's getting better soon. Um, and Eagles Radio is thanks to Incredible Smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter and straighter. Now that's incredible and enormous homes. And you can visit the Tranmere Display Home Collection today. Our next guest, Hoodie, 
He's an absolute legend of the club. One of my favourite. Already a two-time premiership player. And uh, he's sitting here with a big smile on his face, as we often <laughs> see him with a big smile on his face. Jimmy Tompas. Tomp, welcome to uh, Eagles Radio. I'm making my debut on here. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. Now, let's quickly just go gloss over what happened Saturday. <laughs> it didn't go the way we wanted. But what do we take out of Saturday's loss against North Adelaide? Um, well, they're in really, really good form at the moment. Um, take absolutely nothing away from North Adelaide. They played a really, really good game. And after half time, they probably... Deserved the win more than we did, uh, unfortunately. Um, so they were, yeah, probably hungrier, uh, worked harder, which is which is quite disappointing and, and it's a bit of a pill to swallow. But we'll learn a lot. Um, we played some pretty good footy. We we're pretty inaccurate in the first half. Um, some things to work on and, and we'll review that tomorrow night with Sheeds and quickly move on to this week against the Crows who are in good form as well. We've seen that. Uh, sorry, Hoodie, I just cut you off there. Right. We've seen that a little bit. Uh, goal kicking has been a bit of an issue in a few games this year is... is there are an emphasis at training to do more goal kicking? It's a fine balance, uh, as I know a lot of teams around Australia go through in terms of goal kicking, uh, in terms of load and kicks in legs. And we have a really, really good um, head of performance, head of high performance, sorry, in Jordan Seller, who has a wealth of experience. So we'll lean on him in terms of how much the forwards can do. Uh, we don't think it's a pattern just yet. I mean, there has been a couple of games where it has let us down. Um, the forwards will go to work on it this week, no doubt, and over the coming weeks leading into... Um, hopefully successful final series, but um, yeah, it's disappointing, but we'll, we'll grow and, and move on. You've been there, well, you've been there a while now. I have, Woody. Oops. Um, <laughs> she, just tell us a little bit about him. You've, he's been there a year now, second year, <clears throat> excuse me, and a great start last year. We all know that. How does he react from a, a like a loss last week? And, uh, and what's your thoughts on she as a coach in his second year? Yeah, I guess... First question in terms of this this not this past week, he's a very positive person, Sheeds, um, which uh, the, the group feed off really well, mm. uh, and that's been his biggest theme throughout the last two years, and that's probably why he's grasped the group so as quickly as he has. Is how positive he is and how reassuring he is. So we obviously address the loss there and then, but we move on pretty quickly, um, which has been a, a really highlight of, of Sheeds's. Um, coaching journey, particularly at, at Eagles, but at Athelstan as well. Um, mm. Look, he's come in with a really, really good relationship building philosophy and he's grabbed the group really, really well. And um, he's built some really meaningful relationships all across the group from the senior players to the younger players as well. So everyone um, really, really gets along with him well, um, empathizes with his issues they'd have to go through with selection and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so we'd understand the role of a coach, but uh, everyone loves him. And, and no doubt he's taken us to a, uh, a long way to flag last year, which the group um, thoroughly deserved. Let's uh, talk a little bit about your new role with the AFL Players Association, uh, regional manager. So you look after the two AFL teams in Adelaide. Is that, is that correct? How's yeah, that's that, how's correct. That yeah, no, it's been awesome so far. Uh, it's been so good to get back into the footy atmosphere, um, but not on the playing side of things, which has been such a highlight um, as well. I really get to build relationships with both the boys and girls. So I'm working with AFLW as well. They go back to training in a couple of weeks. Um, so it's I'm really looking forward to getting to know those girls. But at this point in time, I've been predominantly working with the boys throughout their season. Um, Crows and Port, uh, like I said, on an off-field development point of view, helping them through you know whatever issues they happen to go through. Uh, I guess what was topical lately was them going to Melbourne over the last few weeks um, at the drop of a hat. So working really closely with those players, particularly with families. Um, it is really difficult. Obviously, they have a fantastic lifestyle, earn a, a heap of money, but sometimes they get asked to do a, a hell of a lot. So, you know, dropping 
all their life to move to Melbourne for two weeks. At that point, it was going to be five or six weeks, but it ended up being two weeks, leaving families behind, uh, pets behind, all these sorts of things that people don't really think about. Um, it was quite difficult for them. So, yeah, but so far, I've been absolutely loving it. So is it more of a one-on-one -on -one role with players or is it a, you're speaking to a group or is it both? Both. Yeah, absolutely both. Yeah, it can be all sorts of things. I, um, you know, I was at Port Adelaide today and took a few of the boys out for lunch and, and last Friday was uh, at the Crows and took a few of those boys out for lunch. But then, you know, it might be a one-on-one -on -one thing with, with different players. Um, the, the good thing about the job every day is literally different um, and it's fantastic. So I get to yeah learn about the boys, they get to learn about me and we get to build some pretty cool relationships. Lee Beacon has slotted into the back line really nicely, Tooms. Do you see yourself as a mentor for the young players coming in, given that your history, you've been in the AFL system, you've been at the Eagles for a long time? Do you see yourself as a mentor? Um, I think so. It's something I've definitely tried to develop this year. Um, it's my first time into the leadership group, and it's something I aspired to over the last couple of years. So um, Beaks has been, on him in particular, he's actually a natural leader in himself. Mm. So he, he's, a, he's a ripper, Beaks, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets an opportunity at the higher level uh, at some point in, in his journey. Um, yeah, I, I like to think of myself as that leader. I've got a, a bit of experience and played senior footy for a number of years now, so I sort of know what it takes at this caper. Um, and I'm more than happy to share that knowledge with younger players. It's a pretty solid back line. Mm, um, definitely is. You guys have been together a little bit now, and obviously the experience of, of Tomo and, and Goof, uh, it's not too – is it easier – to play with the guys that you played with a lot. And, you know, as you said, Luke Beacon's just slotted in there beautifully. Obviously a good understanding between the whole back six. Yeah, no, 100% it's easier to play with a group as experienced as what we have. Um, Luke Thompson, Patrick Rafita, um, Sam Rowland as well. Uh, Clay Cameron, who was playing there at the back part of the year. Pierce Seymour's come in and play some really good footy. Then you add Luke Beacon as well. Ben Junkfer, who's another young kid yep. who have slotted in really, really well. And I think the good thing for Luke and, and Junk in particular is they need to just – so they just go in and, and play their role and don't need to do any more. Um, a lot of the burden sort of gets carried on us older players and more senior players, which is great, and we can sort of carry that burden as long as they can sort of come in and – um, play their role and they're doing that absolutely tremendously um, in particular on the weekend I think Beaks was one of our best players uh, against um, uh, a team who we played in the grand final which is really great so you look around our back line and you feel really self-assured to um, go into the trenches with them Jimmy you, occasionally you go through the midfield and you go for a run there is that something that Sheed says, right, hey, let's put Jimmy in there now. Or is that something you put your hand up and you make that call, like a bit like a Peter Bergen? <laughs> Peter Bergen, I got that one right. Yeah. He puts his hand up and says, right, I'm going to go in to the midfield. Is that something like you do? Or oh, I've got a pretty good relationship with Sheeds where I think we can be pretty transparent and honest with each other on game day during the week where I'm best fitted that particular week. Um, last year, I played a fair bit of midfield time. Um, I think you know 90% of my of our games was me through the midfield at the start of the year. I was mm. playing a bit of mid wing and this, and so the last few weeks I've sort of down half back. So I, I like to think of myself as versatile, um, that I can sort of, um, fit any hole that the team requires at the moment, it's down half back. But if there's a spot that opens up in the midfield that, you know, myself and she's might think, Hey, we might need some help through there, whether we're in the inside or outside, then I'll definitely put my hand up. But I think it's a joint conversation we do have. Got a, you said you got a good relationship with Sheets. Uh, what about his spray? Has it given you a good spray yet? <laughs> actually, uh, I actually caught one on the weekend. <laughs> did you? Yeah, Bonzi, I did. Yeah, yeah. Look, 
it was a tough one on the weekend. Um, I, I don't think I've kicked the ball as poorly as I did on the weekend. So it was a really frustrating one. And um, I, I'm an emotional person and the emotions got the better of me in the third quarter where I um, you know, did uh, something bad in terms of my body language towards the umpire and completely regret it. And, um, and, and it was actually really good by Sheeds. Not to pull me out from a mistake I made with ball in hand. It was actually... Uh, a conscious decision I made and I, I copped it and, and completely fair enough as well. So he's um he's good. And like I touched on before, because he is so positive, when you do cop a spray, it really bloody hurts. <laughs> yeah. In saying that though, you weren't the only person on Saturday not able to kick that ball. Oh, I reckon there was a basketball out there. Yeah. No doubt. It was it was round. It wasn't good. But yeah. I think that might have come down to the fact we haven't played footy in three or four weeks and we weren't allowed to train for about a week, as yeah. week and a half as well. So a lot of the boys were out of touch a little bit, which is a bit strange for this time of the year. Um, but yeah, a lot of boys actually commented that their kicking wasn't great. Yeah, I, I, Just on that, I've noticed that I, I call a game every week and I've noticed that some games, you can notice the ball is just horrible. There are times mm -hmm. when we'll change this footy. It's just not working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah. just seems to wobble. Or, and it might just be an odd thing, a bit like a cricket ball that swings more than others. Yeah, you know, it's a great point sort of you thing. make, though. Like, and people probably don't, oh, they do understand it. They don't probably take a moment to realise that you haven't played footy. You, you've been in the, the season for X amount of weeks, 14 mm. weeks, and then bang, two weeks off. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of, you know, it takes a bit to get back to touch. It's definitely challenging. Yeah, we're used to touching footies every second day and then you take it away for a week and a half. Mm. And it's funny, it's only, what, nine, ten days we didn't touch a footy, but it's a long time in the scheme of a season. Yeah. So you lose that touch and, um, yeah, we sort of got rushed into training pretty quickly, which was good. All, all of us wanted to get back into it, um, which is fantastic. But, yeah, it's uh, I think we're better for the run. All right, playing the Crows this Sunday. Let's get onto that. We're just out, almost out of time. Um how do we go about preparing and, and getting the result against the Adelaide Crows on Sunday? Well, we know our brand holds up against any team. So we'll go back to what we do best, which is contest and defend. Um, and our defense has been really good, particularly the last eight to 10 weeks. I think we've gone back to number one or number two in the comp. So we'll go back to defense. Um, we'll uh, have a look at what they did against Port. They played a really, really good game. Billy Frampton was in fantastic form. James Rowe was in good form as well. So let's hope they get a call up back to the AFL side this week. Um, so we'll put some work into them if they're playing. Um, and I think going back to our defence, which we probably went away from on the weekend to some degree, uh, will win us a game. Just let's cross over Rowie. Um, <laughs> Thought you were going to ask that. Yeah. Just obviously really well liked, great bloke and loved at the club. He comes back in a different jumper. Uh, does he cop some extra attention early if he's there? <laughs> he's really good mates with a lot of the boys still. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, which is going to be, it's going to be strange. Like you would have thought at the start of the year, we wouldn't get near him uh, in terms of him playing sample level. Uh, for whatever reason, he's in his first AFL year and it's a bloody tough caper. So he's come down to try and find some form and no doubt he'll be back in the AFL side at some point soon. But if we're um, lucky or unlucky enough to play him this weekend, it'll be interesting. He'll cop some flack, no doubt. Yeah, all right. Well, mate, thanks for coming in and uh, it's been great to have you in the studio appreciate you uh, spending the time with us for a little while and good luck on Saturday and also for the finals as well. I'm sure uh, we're going to put up a big crack to going back to back. So thanks, Jim. Right. Thank you. Eagles Radios, thanks to the Hospital Research Foundation. And when you support us, you help join the fight to find cures and improve care. It's halftime here on Eagles Radio. Thanks to 722 Bar and Bistro, 722 pub prices on an incredible menu. We'll be back straight after this on Eagles Radio. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Powell. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life. 
and incredible smiles. Making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. Yes, back on Eagles Radio and Luke Powell not with us tonight. Andy Hood stepping up to the plate and taking his place. And Eagles Radio is all thanks to incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter and straighter. Now that's incredible. And Normous Homes celebrating 30 years. And you can go to normoushomes.com.au. Now let's have a look at some injuries. There are a few injuries at the club hoodie. And thanks to our good friends at Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs. Good for what you can't see. Good for life. Goldie, we mentioned him earlier. He must be getting close to uh, coming back. A couple of weeks away, is he? Yeah, for, well, one of the positive things with the two-week delay in the schedule and the fixture was it gives Goldie another two weeks. Um, and that may just get him back for finals. So, oh, that's fantastic yeah, news. Down at the club, just the, the general feedback is, yeah, he's probably another a couple of weeks, um, but be pushing for finals. Jesse Lonigan had a little uh, calf complaint. Is will he be right for Sunday? You think? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Right. Jesse's had a, a bit of a history with calves. Like last year, kept yeah. him out for a bit. So I'd say that's just a, a cautionary one. That one. He's such a solid unit. Um, well, oh, you'd think those calves would stand up, wouldn't you? They're, well, how's the, <laughs> the size of my thighs? Yeah. Those calves. I, I always say, if I saw Jesse coming at me, I'd just lay down. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and another two quickly, uh, Dane McFarlane and Clay Cameron, they, they're a couple of weeks away as well. Yeah. Dane's got that ankle. Uh, and it was a bit of a surprise that one. He's got a, a slight break of fracture oh, right. in the ankle. So yeah, he's probably two to three away. Uh, he's been very valuable to the defense in that, that team. So we'd be looking forward to having him back at, um, and Clay Cameron. Yeah. Also two to three weeks there with his ankle. All right. And that's the injury update. All thanks to Good Life Health Club's. Get motivated this month with zero joining fee and two weeks free on selected memberships. Just go to goodlife.com.au. Now, we've got another special guest in the studio hoodie, um, just making the studio look a lot better, uh, <laughs> is Belinda Radbone from Normous Homes. Belinda, right into the mic there. Um, how are you going? And welcome to Eagles Radio. Thank you. I'm going very well, thank you. Thank you for the very polite intro. I'll take that. <laughs> now, Normous Homes have been involved with the Eagles for about 10 years now. Yeah, absolutely. So a very proud sponsor of the football club for just over 10 years now, which is fantastic. So... Uh, ourselves being locally owned and operated, supporting local teams and events is um, really important to us. How's the pandemic, Belinda, you know, enormous homes, the home industry, the building industry, how's that affected your business and, and what have you done to try and pivot, I guess, with, uh, you know, the current lockdown and also, I guess, the last year and a half? I think it's just been really important to stay flexible and um, communication's been a big one. These mm. are un unprecedented times for all of us. So, you know, just making sure we're still communicating with our clients, um, making sure we're using all different sorts of resources. So we've learnt a lot as well. Mm. The good thing about building is a lot of it can be done, the preliminary work can be done via email and, and you know, sharing of information, Zoom meetings, those sorts of things. So... We've just had to become resourceful. Mm, fantastic. Yep, yep, we've coped and fine. And Normous Homes, locally owned and operated here yes, in Adelaide? Yes. Proudly Adelaide? Very proudly Adelaide. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's a good chance for our, us to enhance the communities with our homes. We put a lot of time and effort into making sure that what we build um, reflects where we're building it and what our clients need. So we spend a lot of time talking to our clients and most importantly listening. Nine years is a long time to be a partner of a football club. I know that the family of Normous Homes, Clayton, 
very proud, I guess, fan or supporter of the, the yes, club. Yes, very much so. Nine years. What what attracted Norma's Homes to be a partner of the Eagles Football Club? I think it's just community. Um, mm. There's a lot of things that you can draw parallel to sporting clubs with business if you look um, close enough. So community ties, having an understanding of the competitiveness and, and playing fair, yep. having respect for your competitors is always really important. So we do like to draw those parallels. Yeah, great, great answer. You mentioned um, that you work closely with your clients. How important is that part of you know building a new home? There's obviously some people going into it for the first time. Some people have done it before. Um, does that set you apart from some of your competitors? That yeah, it's a real focus for us. I know and we acknowledge that building a new home, it's a massive investment. For a lot of people, it's the biggest investment of their lifetime. So, you know, being able to work with them and put their mind at rest, guide them. As I said, listening is really important um, to get a good understanding of what they want what they feel nervous about, what they feel vulnerable about, so that mm. we can put their mind at ease. It's, you know, really easy to grab a plan and plot it on a site and throw a price together and say, off you go. It's just not how we want to work. You know, we, we work closely with them, talk them through the nuts and bolts of the site, sometimes the warts and all, but um, just inform them. That way that information is really valuable to them and they feel like they've got a lot more control. Bonzo, I've had a look at the, one of the houses at Tramier. Was it Tramier? Yeah, Belinda? our display home it collection. It was amazing. It's yep, fantastic. It's yeah, I, I loved it. The area is great, but the actual house was amazing. What's the flagship of the Normous Home range? Is it out Tramier? I know you've got the display village, and you know, Normous yeah, Homes so to me is is a little bit different than what you normally get. So tell us about the. the yeah, flagship. well, we, we purposely built uh, the two collections so that we could show people when they build with us what our signature collection is. So everyone needs a starting point. Otherwise, there's a minefield of selections and uh, different designs and it can become a bit overwhelming for people. So it's a really good chance to display the quality of our homes, which when you're talking to people and, and obviously with that comes selling, getting across to them the difference in quality and the importance of that to us with words, it just sounds like a selling tool yeah. and uh, we don't want to do that. So being able to um, show them firsthand and walk them through the quality of our homes, which we don't compromise on, um, is really important. And then the Lux collection, like any display home, just shows them what they can do. Um, it's got all sorts of beautiful upmarket finishes. It's got a completely different feel and some of our clients will pick some elements of that and add it to their design or their interior selections and other people, you know, take the whole thing. So it's just a good chance to display what sometimes is hard to sell. So, all right. So the tra out at Tramere, make sure you get along to Norma's Homes uh, Display Village there at Tramere. Yep. Where else can people go? What do they do if they want to build a home with Normus? If they just want to learn a little bit more and, and maybe they're thinking of building, you know, five years down the track, two yeah, years yeah. down the track, yeah. um, where do they go and, and how do they contact Normus? Well, homes? the display homes, we've actually adjusted our times at the moment. So same thing, you open a, a display home collection at a particular time, may not necessarily suit. People have got busy lives, kids play sport, kids play footy. So um, we've just ch recently changed our hours so that we're open on a Thursday night Excellent. until 7 o'clock. 
uh, and also both days on the weekend. So that's obviously a great place to start. Um, and otherwise, it's just calling into the office. I had a lovely couple call into the office the other day. Said, you know, I hope we don't mind us just calling <laughs> in like this. Have you got time to chat? And it was fantastic because we would always make time for that. And they really just wanted to understand us and what the enormous difference that we promote means. So it was just a really good chance to just have a casual chat. So for us, being able to just talk to people in general, you know, just have a great conversation is all we need to do to start with. Then if people leave and they feel comfortable, we tend to sort of stick in their mind and they can work out that, that difference that we have just from a coffee and a chat. Absolutely fantastic. Well, it's been great having you here and, and thanks for coming in again. We appreciate your time coming on Eagles Radio. Um, fantastic supporter of the Eagles and they're celebrating 30 years. If you want to know more about Norma's Homes, go to normanshomes.com.au and Belinda Radbone, thanks for joining us here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, this is Eagles Radio. Thanks to the Hospital Research Foundation. They're fighting for cures and improved care. It's three-quarter time on the show. Thanks to 722 Bar and Bistro. No pub food, just pub prices. We'll be back for the last quarter straight after this. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. Into the last quarter here on Eagles Radio. Paul Bonzer and Andy Hood with us tonight, filling in for Luke Powell, uh, the medical sub Andy. And thanks to Incredible Smiles, making smiles wider, brighter and straighter. Now that's incredible. Enormous homes. Are you driving home to Enormous Home? Celebrating 30 years. Go to enormoushomes.com.au. And also thanks to Metro Networking. Build your business through the power of professional networking. We're going to talk about some news, some club news and what's going on. Big day on Sunday, Hoodie. Uh, Carnival Day. We do this every year and we do it fantastically well. Tell us a little bit what's going on Sunday. Yeah, looking forward to it. it obviously, last year we didn't get the chance to have the Carnival Day uh, due to the obvious reasons of COVID. So, yeah, we're very pumped. We've got about 20, over 20 partners there on a, what we call a treasure hunt or the Yellow Brick Road. So all the partners have really embraced the, the Carnival concept and they've got great little giveaways to the kids um, we've got 60 teams. 60 teams? Yes, yeah, 60 uh, of teams under nines, under tens, uh, I think under sevens, uh, all playing in a carnival. And it starts about eight in the morning. Uh, yeah, about 8.30. Yeah. And there's a, like a round robin and a carnival uh, fixture. And yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. About three to 4,000 people through the day, Bonds, through yes. the gate. So yeah, it's a lot of people and it's great. And the kids get to play, I think it's their last round of their... Metropolitan Junior League at the Eagles uh, Oval. Um, by all accounts, they really look forward to it. Uh, it's a great and great for footy, and, and certainly great for our partners. And, and um, there's some face painters and jumping castles, so it should be great. It's all about it's all about family and all about mm. the kids, and and it is a, a an amazing atmosphere there on Carnival yeah. Day. There are just kids running everywhere, yeah. <laughs> which, which is, can be a, a little bit distracting and stuff. But it's it's great to have the kids there, and it's uh, hats off to the club. I think back in the day, Phil Hurden started all this, and he did. And yes. uh, it's a bit of a traditional Carnival Day now yes. that the SNFL being great and support it by fostering yes. it accordingly. It's the Adelaide Crows game afterwards. Yep. So, you know, there's some great sort of football, you know, afterwards with the Eagles versus the Crows. So, yeah, it's a great day for football. 
Um, and uh, as you said, uh, game against the Adelaide Crows mm. on Sunday as well. Um, it's an important one now. It is now. Yes, going to keep that game break on North Adelaide. What about uh, the wheelchair basketball? Yes. That's taken off. The samples yes. developed a league, and the Eagles are part of that. Um, yes. It's great, great for yeah. for footy to have, you know, to have a wheelchair comp. It is. You're right, Bonds. It is. It's great. You know, who would have thought 50 years ago that in footy, you know, we would have had an AFLW team, an SNFLW competition, you know, wheelchair league. Good on their SNFL yes. for embracing this and coming up with the concept because, it, you know, we want to make sure that everyone has the ability to play football or play sport and they're not you know, excluded. And it, I went and saw the first game on the Friday in the uh, season launch. They did it like they would have done any other comp. Um, Darren Chandler was there, the CEO. Yes. He had some things to say. There were sponsors there. Right. The Eagles had a sponsor. They had their jumpers, apparel, everything was the same. And, yeah. you know, we were really wanting to be sincere with this program. We just didn't want to put a, a team out there. Um, and then the footy started. And let me tell you, we played the red legs and it was hard. It was full on and um, there's some big hits. It was great. That's, it was fantastic. That's great. All right, also coming up on this Sunday, don't forget, and this, this is something every home game, the 50-50 split raffle is on. you just got to go to s50.events forward slash WWTFC. And, and 50-50. Yeah, at the ground? Yeah, if you're at the ground, there's the QR codes, which makes it a lot easier for people. Of but course. Yeah, get a chance to win some money. And uh, also Eagles Radio will be back on there Sunday. Um, you can listen if you're not going on Sunday. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't go. Mm. But if you're not going, you can't make it. Uh, Adelaide live stream app, you can get it there. And you can also get it uh, on the Eagles app as well. Um, you can hear it everywhere. Eagles Radio. It's, it's all passionate Eagles call. Mate, we're just about out of time. We've got three more games to go for the year. So mm. we've got the Crows this Sunday. We play Sturt away at only on the 28th of August. And then the final home game is the 4th of September uh, against the Doggies. Have we got big things planned for that game? There'll be a home match luncheon yes. uh, for that last one, of course. Uh, we, we missed the one a few weeks ago. So there's a home match luncheon there. I think Narelle, who we've heard, to, heard tonight, I think she might be one of the guest speakers there. Uh, by all accounts, ticket sales are going really well. Three really important games, though. Bonds. Mm. Um, you know, we, in footy, you can't afford to... Drop any games, but you do. That's reality. Dropping the game last week makes these three games really important, especially when for the double chance. Sturt are in good form, pushing hard. You know, Centrals won't let you go easily. We know last year that last game out at Centrals last year, we dropped that game. Uh, and, you know, with yes. the players, the calibre of players that the Crows have in their reserves team, um, we'll give them a really good... Uh, yeah, I actually called that game on the weekend, and they were very good. Mm. Played some really mm. good footy. Yeah, they got some great players in there, and so they should. So three really difficult games that could, you know, have a have a bearing. All right, uh, that's the club news. Thanks to Metro Networking, build your business through the power of professional networking. Membership is absolutely free, and you can visit uh, metronetworking.com.au.au. Now, Hoodie, we've got 60 seconds left, left than 60 seconds to go. Look, we just want to thank everyone who's been involved yep. with Eagles Radio. Thanks to Pally. Thanks to you for stepping up to the plate uh, at short notice and being the medical I sub, Woody. the three votes today. Yeah, I reckon you have too. <laughs> I'm happy to take the two. Um, and as always, uh, Benny, our producer, mm. we can't do it without him as well. Thanks to all the team at SEN and all the team at the Eagles and all our sponsors. 
uh, incredible smiles, enormous homes. It goes on and on. Uh, um, we it's it's just been a fantastic. You know, we've only done four shows throughout the year, uh, but I hopefully we can do a weekly show next year. Hey, yeah, that's the aim, Bonds. It's been great. It's been good to for the supporters, the fans, um, to hear what we're doing uh, down at uh, Oval Avenue. All right, thanks, Hoodie. This is Eagles thanks, Radio. Bonds. We'll see you next time.